Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds, and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. Today's cool fact of the day is that the most predictable cause of mitochondrial function decline is actually getting old. That's because between age about 30 and age 70, your mitochondrial efficiency decreases by about 50%. And your mitochondria are like the batteries in your cells or the power plants. And if they only make half as much energy as they used to, you're probably going to feel old. It's kind of a good thing if that's what happens to the average 70-year-old, that I have no interest in being average. And if you're listening to Bulletproof Radio, you probably have no interest in being average either. So just because it happens to most people doesn't mean it has to happen to you. And you can take control of that stuff. In fact, if you were to have mitochondrial function of a 25-year-old and you were 70, you'd probably be the most ass-kicking 70-year-old on the planet. And that sort of thing is totally possible. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus, and that helps you make energy. It helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD plus even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD plus. Check out Qualia NAD plus risk-free for up to a hundred days at neurohacker.com slash Dave 15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave 15 Qualia NAD plus. It's what I use. Today's guest is a friend, a guy I've come to admire and, and know. 
uh, over time, and a guy who'll be speaking at the Bulletproof Conference this year. And it is none other than the number one most influential guy online in health, Dr. Joseph Mercola. Dr. Mercola, welcome. Well, thank you for having me, Dave. It's a great privilege to be here, connect with you. That was kind of a, a short introduction because in addition to being the number one <laughs> guy good. online, you're a family physician, like like an actual doctor for 25 years with tens of thousands of patients. Uh, but you went online early and you've relentlessly shared information, information that I've been able to use, information that helped to influence uh, the Better Baby book, my first book. And uh, just information that, that I think has helped the lives of tens, if not hundreds of millions of people. You've You've been incredibly high integrity about some of the things you've done, uh, particularly around talking about how important light is for the health of humans. And I just, I have great respect for you. Uh, and I, uh, I'm happy to have you on the show today. So just thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's great to be here because it's unusual to dialogue with someone who understands health as much as you do. And I speak all around the country at a variety of different conferences and it's never a problem to put the PowerPoint together. But when I'm going to speak in October at Bulletproof, Bulletproof Conference, you know, I've got a dialogue with you because so much of what we teach is the same. Yeah. I'm, I'm counting you to bring something new there and I, I'm <laughs> out of new ideas myself. So <laughs> we have a lot of, I did, you know, you were kind enough to send me uh a, a, a copy before uh, the publication, and I and I read it word for word. In fact, I gave you one correction. Uh, uh, it was a mis, mis, mistake in there, but the uh, it was great. I really enjoyed it, and I think anyone who uh, decides to purchase it will be really rewarded. And, you know, that to me, one of the best investments you can make are books. I mean, you know, you you just yeah. mentioned thousands of hours into this, and for thousands of hours, for fifteen, sixteen dollars, it's just crazy. And, you know, I read about 150, 200 books a year. Um, and, you know, I, I, I get that on steroids. I, I love to gather information that way. It's so much more efficient. It, it's one of those things where if, if, if you're listening to this right now, you're spending an hour of your time. It's, that's 25% of what it takes to read a book that has thousands of hours in it. And, and I'll tell you, between Dr. Mercola's gazillion hours of experience and my substantial but not that big amount of experience you're getting a pretty good concentrated drip here but it's nowhere near as concentrated as you can get well in a book i just i would just caution you not to sell yourself short because believe me you've achieved a, a remarkable status of not status but a, a, a collection of knowledge that can really and radically revolutionize a person's health there's no oh, question about you. it that, that's so you've a, done a great job and I, I appreciate what you're doing for the health community well, it's a it's a huge compliment, Dr. Mercola, uh, truly, uh, because I, I think I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. <laughs> uh, I, I I believe that, and that's why it's a huge compliment. And I uh, I also know that that some of the ideas I talk about, you're the first person that I've seen to talk about them. So you've uh, you've also really uh, moved the needle. So uh, you're you and uh, T. S. Wiley, uh, the, the woman who wrote Lights Out, Sugar, Survival, and Lights. Well, yeah, she passed away. You know, she passed away a few years ago. It's it's too bad. She, she gave me the the, the my, my copy of her book. She handed to me in person at an A four M meeting. But it was the two of you who really got me thinking about light, even back in the the late nineties. But then you took yeah. it the next step. I kind of understood it, but I never really dug deep. And then then I started to get it just within the last year at a, at a much deep, more far more profound level. And uh, you know now it's I mean it's right up there with with diet and food. I mean, it's, I'm not sure which one's more important, but they're both way up there. Well, and I'm going to send you a gift and, and very soon. In fact, I'll, I'll show you what they look like. 
Oh, I read about them. Yes, that they're right. the true true dark glasses. True dark glasses from the book. Yes. And yeah, these yeah. are the, the patented. You can't buy them yet. You can't find them anywhere. They're on pre-order right now on biohacked.com. And okay, they should be shipping within like at. a couple weeks. Okay. And they'll be on, they'll be up for and sale. And other what, places. Uh, is it block everything from 550 below? Um, there's actually a set of different filters where it, it's wow. not, it's not everything. Wow. And what, what is every single frequency that affects your circadian rhythm, the, the things that affect sleep are all blocked out. So you get literally the mitochondria in your eyes believe it's pitch black even though you can still see. And, and so like the sleep impact, it's really huge. And what it came from is that lights that go through blue blockers, still they, they go through the non-optical sensors where they, they receive light, but they don't go into your, sorry, non-visual sensors. So they're optical sensors that just go straight to the SCN in the brain and tell your body to wake up and to turn off melatonin. They're different than the visible blue. So uh, mm. these are, uh, that's where you're, so you're an innovator. That's what yeah. I, I expect about you. You take it to the next level. So uh, that's fantastic. I look forward to getting that. But, but the question of the day is, can you see your PowerPoints when you're lecturing in a dark lecture hall, <laughs> 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 which is illuminated by fluorescent or led lights? It, if you're wearing these glasses during a lecture, you can see all but the red font. <laughs> okay. So don't use red fonts, you'll be okay. And okay. and if you're doing color correct work, they didn't work. But for reading at night, uh, I, 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 I wear those if I'm going to read on any electronic device. And during the day, if I'm sitting in a crappy lighting fluorescent LED light, I might wear them for a few minutes and they just allow like the they allow relaxation of the brain and the eyes in a way that, that I've never been able to achieve. Uh, well, so I very much cool. look forward to, to testing them out. I've got actually a spectrophotometer so I can measure the wavelengths coming through, which is pretty oh, cool. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So, um, But the, one of the reasons we, why I wanted to be mm-hmm. on your show is to talk about my new book, which, which echoes your book. I mean, they really are a phenomenal compliment, and, and we're, we're seeking – you know, we had some it, challenges yeah. – to uh, connect with your staff, so we, I was. You're, I'm going to be interviewing you on my my site too, so uh, we can co-promote oh. our books. But they they really do complement each other really well. My my book is Fat for Fuel. It it is. In fact, this will probably be your fourth New York Times bestseller because we've talked about effortless healing before, and and Fat for Fuel is a is a great name for a book. And you're talking about like really not big as, stuff. Not as good as bulletproof, <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's pretty good. Yeah, you, know, you, you, it, you got another gold star for that one. It's oh. one of the two best health names I can think of. The other one is "Eat Right for Your Type" by Didamo. Didamo. The the rhyming uh, on that is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the bulletproof roof. I I just I couldn't pull that one off. So. <laughs> but no, it was but, good. it was good. Fat for Fuel is is a, a really powerful book because one thing you do and you've always done is you reference the science, and even when people are saying, "Well, that that's not let's see that didn't happen because it can't," and you're like, "Well, here's the five studies that show it can," and you've always been like that. And here you're talking about combating cancer, making your brain work better, and, and giving you more energy by using fat. So people listen to Bulletproof Radio, they all like, okay, gee, should you guys read this book? Of course you should read this book because it's going to have information and we're in alignment, but there's different takes. There's different information on these things. And and this is how you learn by, by learning from different experts. Yeah, as I said, they complement each other really well. The motivation for me to write this book 
was I was incredibly emotionally inspired after reading Tripping Over the Truth by Travis Koskopis and the Metabolic Theory of Cancer, yes. which really, I don't know if you've read that, but it's just an unbelievable, magnificent book that really exposes the truth of the fallacy of the genetic theory of, of cancer. It's just fatally flawed and it really is mitochondrial disease, mitochondrial dysfunction is the core of it, which is why I, I so fondly embrace what you're teaching because it, it addresses the cancer. I mean, literally, Dave, we have one in two males in this country that are going to have cancer in their lifetime. And this does not count skin cancer. And one in th the women are not far behind or one in three. Yeah. So that's just crazy. And it's almost always related to mitochondrial dysfunction, which is so yeah. easily reversed if you understand what to do. I, I'm, I'm seeing uh, parents of kids, uh, you know, people my age uh, with, with cancer, like, like it, it's a regular occurrence now. And even and their kids. Yeah. It, it's scary and it, it shouldn't be happening. And like you said, it, it's mitochondrial and it, it's a system of, of things that affect it. And in, in your book, you're focusing on, on fat. Mm -hmm. what, what makes you think or believe uh, or, or say what evidence do, you, do we have that uh, cancer is indeed a mitochondrial disease? Like what, what's your take on that? Well, we could spend two to three hours on that, but I, <laughs> I think that if you if you like the brief synopsis, yeah. I would read Travis's book. If you if you're a biochemical hacker, as many of your uh, viewers and listeners are, then I would definitely uh, go get the, the the definitive book on that, which is Thomas Seafried's book, uh, uh, "Cancer is a Metabolic Disease: The Metabolic yeah. Theory of Can Cancer." Metabolic Theory of Cancer. Uh, unbelievable man. In fact, a good portion of the revenues and the profits from this book are being directed to continue the funding for Dr. Seyfried, Seyfried because he's got, he is revising the protocol on how to treat cancers. In fact, there's, I just interviewed about two weeks ago, a group of oncologists from Turkey who were treating stage four cancers with his protocols wow. and were getting 50% improvement <laughs> in people who are given a few weeks to live. It's just incredible, and they don't even have his latest revision. So we're funding some of the research he's going to be doing on rats. Uh, he's got the best rat cancer model in the world. I mean, it's the, it's no one would dispute that. So he it takes a you know it could take some time to do it, but we're going to revise the therapy because it's not just lowering the carbs; it's also making sure that you understand the protein component. And you do. You're one of the only people. Virtually no one in health, I mean, all these paleo people talk about the low carb, and that's great, but they're not talking about controlling the protein. And, yeah. it's, and, and then they're not talking about cycling, which you get. I mean, that is just a profound innovation is that you have to understand cycling because if you don't, you're going to ruin it up. And that's what this, this group in Turkey did. They understood the cycling. So they would give these people bursts, even though they had stage four cancer, they would still burst them up. And, and that's where you get the, the magic, you know, the metabolic magic occurs in that refeeding phase. It it's shocking what happens if you do the same thing all the time. And it doesn't matter what the same thing is, ketosis, uh, mm -hmm. high sugar, it doesn't matter. If you do the same thing all the time, the body will lose its flexibility. And it, it's meant to be stressed metabolically by temperature, by light, by vibration, by how, by sound. It, 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 all of these things are supposed to fluctuate. And if you put them constant, well, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> Nothing good. Yeah, yeah, there's no question. One of the interesting features of this book, uh, you, you know very well from reading scientific papers that the uh, general, most science journals require a peer review process where they send it out to some independent objective third parties, preferably unless you're in the drug industry, <laughs> so <laughs> drug influence, but but that's the ideal. And, and, 
And I thought that that really is a marvelous model when it works well. And I thought I'd replicate that with this book. So these aren't just my ideas or something I read in a book or online or saw a video. I sent it out to over two dozen of the top researchers in the country on this. And so they, it's carefully vetted. And the, the information in this book is solid. I mean, there's there's no mistakes in it. Now, it, it at least mistakes from the perspective of the state of the art of the knowledge of when it was written, which was the end of last year. Of course, we're going to learn new knowledge and we're going to revise it and improve it. I mean, that's just the nature of 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 science, but uh, it's, it's solid and you can trust the information in there. Well, one of the other theories of cancer, and this is something that I, we didn't talk about last time, uh, is, is something that really caught my attention. You were kind enough to screen Moldy, my documentary, uh, mm-hmm. for, for your listeners or your viewers, whatever, your, your blog visitors, whatever you, you call that large yeah. number of people who read your stuff. <laughs> and uh, there's a, the, fun, the Fungal Bionics series from A.V. Constantini mm-hmm. presented a pretty compelling case that at least some... Oh, sure. Some cancer is actually a fungal infection or at least tied to fungal toxins, which themselves are mitochondrial toxins. The old, the old mitochondria are bacteria, ancient bacteria, and fungus and bacteria have had war for their entire existence. It's no wonder that, that uh, out here a fungus could affect mitochondria and make it a mitochondrial disease. Do you believe that some cancer is actually a fungal infection? Oh, it's, it's, whether I believe it or not, it doesn't just uh, take away from the truth. They, they, they clearly are. And okay. I've, I've actually read Constantini's books. I've, mm-hmm. I've got it's, He's done that for a while. I think in yeah. the 90s I read his books and saw him lecture. Yeah. And then, is, he, is he still alive? I don't, I don't no, know. No, his, his uh, children or grandchildren are running it. And I, I ordered his books from Germany like a, when they first came out. They were like $500 a copy and yeah, they arrived hand-wrapped yeah. and all that. Uh, but they changed my thinking about about cancer, realizing that, okay, uh, I see people who I know have a fungal infection. I'm like, if they would just go on antifungals, they wouldn't have cancer. And I see people who have mitochondrial disorders, and I don't think, you know, it's not a sac fungus growing in their brain. It's something else. Uh, and, and so for, for people listening, we say cancer is a mitochondrial disorder. I, I always want to put a little asterisk in there and go, yes, and sometimes it's not cancer. <laughs> it's fungus. Well, well, I believe the... My, the uh the toxins, the mycotoxins actually cause mitochondrial dysfunction, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, they, they absolutely do. Yeah, so, but, so that's the mechanism. It's still mitochondrial dysfunction. Well, the, the, I guess to be really, uh, really specific in the question, Constantini and, and Doug Kaufman, uh, another, yeah, another Doug friend. Sure. I just lectured with him a few months ago. Oh, he did? Cool. I've been out to visit him at his studio. He's a, a good guy. He was also in Moldy. And mm-hmm. his perspective, and what I, I think I'm leaning towards, is that sometimes cancer is actually the fungus itself growing, which shares a lot of DNA with us. And on a microscope, you don't really see it, but you would see it on genetic analysis. And so maybe 20% of cancers are actually fungal infections that look like cancer, but they act like fungal infections. And then the rest of it is just mitochondrial disorder that spreads in the body. Do you buy that perspective, or is it just that the fungus I, caused mitochondria? I haven't studied it carefully enough. Okay. I've read Constantini's work about 20 years ago or so, okay. uh, and I don't recall the details. But from my perspective now, it would make sense that because the treatments are pretty similar. You know, the yeah. treatments for Doug from Doug Hoffman's perspective is is to clean up your diet, just everything we're talking about, yeah. fat, fuel, and headstrong. So that's going to eliminate the the, the most of the mycotoxin, and le- but it won't eliminate your exposure if you're in no. a moldy environment. You obviously have to address that. You fix that. You got to fix it or move or remediate or whatever. Uh, you know, get the water intrusion out of your system. So, um, okay. But so, so, but, but so your, your book is, you, is about the mitochondrial side of it, clearly. But I, I just figured yeah, of all the health influencers who would that. know. Okay. 
Yeah, that's what we focus on, and 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 really specific details on what you can do. Um, mm-hmm. Doctor Doctor Seafried is probably one of the probably the leading expert in the world on this whole process, and he de- he's a he's a researcher, he's a PhD, he's a scientist. He does not treat patients, so but he has a lot of people contact him, and, and he refers all those patients to a nutritionist, and the nutritionist <laughs> helped me co-write the book. She's treated four or five hundred of his patients in the trenches, you know, with this program. And uh, her name is Miriam Kalamian, and Kalamian, and she has actually had a son who died from a very aggressive brain cancer, and she just didn't un- she didn't know this information at the beginning. That's what catapulted her into this whole process. Oh, yeah, and you know she knew now what she knew back then. Her son would still be alive, but she didn't, and it's a process. So, she, so she helped me write this, and that that's why it's one of the reasons why it's so good because there's a lot of good practical, real world experience in there. So, so in, in your, I, I didn't realize, uh, I probably should have looked at the, the subtitle there, um, or the, the co-author there. I didn't realize her back. Well, she's not a co-author. She's, oh, she's, she's just, okay. she's, yeah, she's sort of a ghost editor. Oh, okay. Uh, so, but, someone who helped, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, she's, interestingly, the, 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 we, the, the vision for this book is to create a massive demand in the country for this type of service and appreciation yeah. of that. So what we're, we're doing at the same time is we're working with the American College of Nutrition and Miriam, Miriam has developed a certification course so that other healthcare professionals, nutritionists, physicians, chiropractors can become certified and start helping people with this so they can have a health coach right. and, and walk them through it. I know you've got your own Bulletproof certification program, but this, this is a little bit know. different. Yeah, no, you're you're doing medical certification. We're doing yeah. like like people who want to be coaches, and, yeah. and it's it's only it's only some uh, some food. It, it's actually more around mindset and food and how the how the the physical hardware affects mindset. So it, it totally not not in any way competitive. In fact, very complimentary. We get a lot of doctors who come to our thing, uh, but it's not a, a continuing medical education. It's not CME. It, it's none of that, and it, it's yeah, by design. This is a this is professionally certified, yeah. so I mean, you get the whole darn thing. Well, I, I would hope that, and, and there's a ton of doctors who listen to Bulletproof Radio. Uh, I know. So I I would hope that that if you're listening, this is the kind of thing to do because what I've learned over ever since I really started repairing myself in my my late twenties, you know, fifteen years ago. I knew even back then that the mitochondrial things worked, that whatever I could do that in a study would, would do things. And the very early coconut oil moving into the brain octane and things like that, they all worked. But I hadn't put it all together until I wrote Headstrong to realize that every single thing that mattered was mitochondrial. There is nothing that I have ever done that improved my performance or brought me back from being an, you know, a fat, unhealthy, tired, brain foggy guy that was not a mitochondrial biohack. Like everyone. And if you you distill everything down to root causes and you're a doctor and you care about, about getting the maximum benefit for a patient, whether you have three minutes or three hours with a patient, if you understand that there's just one thing that affects everything, that's where you have the most leverage for your time. And you spent 12 years in medical school and, and hundreds of thousands of dollars in your training. If you can get more return on every minute invested with a patient, you get it from mitochondria. And, and like that's why the, the program you're talking about would be like something every doctor no, should go to. No question. Well, fortunately, I, I went to medical school. I graduated in 84. 82. So that was a while ago, 35 could, years. Could you guys spell? So the, it was, could they spell mitochondria back then, Dr. McCullough? 
You know, uh, well, I'll tell you what they couldn't <laughs> spell, and they did until the 90s, was mTOR, which is yeah. still not in the consciousness of most people. So, um, but uh, you are, the sad reality is, uh, I couldn't agree more with your assessment of the importance of mitochondrial function, but the sad reality is only a handful, but my guess is, would be, uh, I couldn't imagine anything, but far less than 1% of clinicians appreciate what you just said. Well, they, they will after they hear this. <laughs> they know mitochondria. They know what they do, but they don't get the full picture. I know I didn't fully yeah. appreciate it until I read Travis's book and I started digging deep in this. And I literally read thousands of papers, dozens of books to, 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 to put this book together. So uh, it's it's an important – you know, one of my strategies – I've got to share one of my strategies, sure. personal strategies because I think you'd do. like this is uh, – I, uh, again, fully embrace the photobiology, and I live near the ocean in a, in a very nice environment, a little bit different than Vancouver. So most of the year I'm able to go out, I would say almost all the time, because <laughs> if, even if it's cold, you can still, you know, you do cold thermogenesis. But uh, I'm out, I get about 90 minutes or longer a day walking on the beach, most of the time barefoot and without a shirt, almost all the time, actually. And so I'm getting the, the photons, getting the electrons, getting the negative ions from the ocean, getting actually getting the microbes from the seabirds yeah. that are there and the fish. So, I mean, that's, you know, just improving my microbial diversity. But the... You know, how, so you, the the obvious question for most busy professionals would be, why the how the hell do you justify that time commitment? Well, that's when I do my reading. That's why I was able to read 150 books. I read the books, or you know, the a neat, neat hack. I don't know if you under, realize this. Many people may not, so I'm going to share it. That if you have a Kindle, and I love Kindle the best because that's the healthiest light <laughs> yes, device. Yes, yes. There is no light. It's just reflected sunlight. And, and oh, by the way, you, know, you, you don't mean Kindle Fire. You mean the paper Kindle, the e-paper oh, no, no, one. The, yeah, the yeah, paper, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I personally use the Oasis, which okay. is their high end right. one but paper white there's a whole they have a whole series right. of different ones but the, the, but the, the, beautiful ones, thing the ones about, that don't have an led screen is what i'm saying just for people listening yeah 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 right well there is an led light in there they have a light source but you just turn it okay, off okay cool and the battery lasts longer too so you just use reflective sunlight in fact the brighter it is the the more the easier it is to read so but what most people don't realize is you can read other books uh, other materials on there other than books that you purchase on amazon you could you actually uh have an in your amazon account you can go to the device settings and you'll get the email address for your device because if you have i've got i must have 10 15 kindles that i purchased so you have to figure out which one it is and then you can set that as your default and then you could send pdfs you can send web pages uh you know, 300-page Word documents. I just, I'm just reading Miriam's. We read about the first four chapters of her book today, and it was a Word document, it was a 600-page Word document. So you can download those to your Kindle and you read them. It's just great. So you know, that's a, that's an that's an interesting hack where you can optimize your photobiology and uh, improve your mind. So you you live in Florida, which gives you that all that amazing sunshine. Yes. And in your book, Fat for Fuel, you talk about photobiomodulation, about light exposure. Uh, yeah. Absol oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, yeah. It's we don't go into too much. Uh, we talk about the photobiology, not so much the photobiomodulation, which is the artificial inducement yeah. using you know, typically, you know, the newest ones, of course, are the infrareds and, mm -hmm. and the reds uh, to improve uh, well, metabolic function, but specifically mitochondrial at 660 to 630 and what, 810 to 830, somewhere in that range. It it's uh, it's interesting this morning because I live in Canada where it's a little darker than in Florida. Uh, before this interview, I was uh, downstairs and I stood on the Bulletproof Vibe. So I'm, I'm not going for a walk, but I'm vibrating, which stimulates mitochondria uh, the way a piezoelectric way that, that walking does. But I'm standing in front of a wall-mountable high ultraviolet B tanning lamp. And mm. it actually is something that you use to manufacture. Uh, because you were the first oh, yeah, guy yeah. to, to that, talk about these. True. 
And I, uh, I, I we, well, I can biohack that for you, but to give you an update yeah. on that, unfortunately, the FTC thought that I failed miserably and deceived the consumers by not warning them it can cause skin cancer. So even though not one person got skin cancer and that we use the FDA guidelines, which is physically impossible to get skin cancer because I said, use it only for five minutes, you know? And even though we had all those cautions in there, they still said, no, you failed to do that. You've got to send out letters to everyone you sold this to and that's and then we get to write the letter you can't write it oh. and says oh you can get you can get your you can, dr mercola lied to you you can get your money back just say yes so it was three million dollars loss on that one i mean just it, the the criminal criminal nature of the ftc it it's it's amazing and people listening to this usually have no idea what's going on there's the fda and they have mm-hmm. a certain, like, like, they can tell you're not allowed to say, even if there's 50,000 studies about something, if you sell it, you're not allowed to, to say anything truthful yeah, about it other than absolutely. whatever is in these, these narrow rules. So there is no free speech on that. In fact, it's called controlled speech. That's actually the word for it. But the FTC, and so the FDA can come in, they can, like, take your inventory and things like that. The FTC can just, like, give you millions and millions of dollars in fines without a warning. And, and so they're, they're the ones where, where guys like you and me who are working on moving the needle, uh, we have an extra burden to speak truthfully about the things we sell. In fact, sometimes I want to say more about coffee or I want to say more about uh, brain octane or whatever. In fact, if I told people the truth about those, that's backed by phase two clinical trials, um, I would no, no longer be allowed to sell them. So I'm like, I'd make good stuff that makes you happy. Or you know? worse yet, they, th- they throw you in jail. Uh, and, <laughs> they, they might try. Fortunately, I live in Canada. It's hard to get the SWAT teams up here. Yeah, they can't yeah, swim. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, is that one of the reasons that motivated <laughs> no, your uh, move up there? Not at all. Okay, it right. was my wife's medical license. We thought it would work up here. Uh, that that was okay. it. I'm I'm not paranoid about that. In, well, in fact, let, me give you, let, me, <laughs> let me give you a hack for that ultraviolet B radiation that you're getting. Because you probably realize this. And I... Uh, uh, and you've interviewed Alexander Wunsch in the in the past, who's I think is one of the top photobiology experts in the world. I love that man. I've interviewed him a few times. I'm going to interview him a few more Just, if he can get back his past his thick German accent. <laughs> but uh, what I would do is combine it with the red and the and the infrared, near infrared. I, uh, so get get you know they eight eight ten to eight thirty and the six sixty six thirty somewhere in there. And, and that, I think that because you when you get it in the sunlight, you're getting all those yeah. those rays. You're not just getting UVB. It, in fact, I have something called the red charger here, which is uh, 40,000 red and infrared LEDs. Uh, uh, That's all? <laughs> it takes 220 <laughs> to power the thing. It's a lot of... Uh, uh, 220 volts? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Crazy. a lot of lights. How many, wa- how, much, how many watts is it? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. So it's over a thousand, must be over 1,000 watts. It, 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 it's, a kilo, it's a kilowatt. It's, a, kilowatt. it's LEDs, so but they're relatively efficient, but they're high-power LEDs. But it, it's one of those yeah, things... Yeah, 40,000 of them. It, it, you, you lay on it, and you get warm. It feels like you're in the sun, and I... Something happens for me when, when I do things that really stimulate my mitochondria, whether it's uh, pulsed electromagnetic frequencies. I've got a, a Pulse Wave XL Pro, which is you know solid state, like like power systems out of jet fighters that control these giant coils. When I lay on that, or I do really high power. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen your interview with that. With you put you put your feet on them, and yeah. you, you can light up a light bulb. <laughs> oh, that's that's a Tesla light. That's even different. This other thing is uh, oh, okay. it's uh, like those those big coils for uh, magnetic therapy. I'm sure you've okay. you've talked about those on on uh, in your content, but it, it's a whole math that does that. But I, I go into this weird altered state when I trigger my mitochondria sometimes, and I get that from the that many LED lights. Right, you sort of go somewhere. It's it's like a, a bizarre meditation. 
Um, I, I hope it's good for well, me. Well, try try combine it with the UVB. Okay, I, I will. I think I think the, I think the combo is going to be better because you know when you get UVB, it, it's beneficial, of course, it makes vitamin D, but it also it causes ROS, reactive oxygen species, and and what the red and the near infrared do is they they have repair they and restorative functions, so the, they complement each other really well. So I, they're designed to be together. I, I wonder if I could hang. I'd have to take apart the red charger, but I could probably hang one wall of that. And it, it's yeah. it's frustrating because uh, one thing that I, I thought was was really cool that you did, and and I know where that this is a small part of your fat for fuel book, and and there's more I want to talk about with you there, but one of the things that you did that I thought was was very very high integrity was, uh, you actually said screw it, I'm not going to sell these these tanning lamps anymore. I'm just going to talk about how important sunlight is. I'm going to talk about how important <laughs> they are. So I, I'm going to 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 turn down the money to maintain my freedom of speech. Be, yeah. Because being able to talk about this to a million people on your list is actually more important than being able to make a few million dollars selling lamps, even though the lamps help. Uh, yeah. So, like, like a lot of people don't think about it like that. But as a, you know, as an entrepreneur and a, a healer and a physician, um, you actually took the high road, which was I'll take less money and I'll speak more truth. And like, <laughs> that's, that's literally putting your money where your mouth is. So I, I thought I'd, I, I admired yeah. well, that from afar. You know. Well, thank you, but it's you know, how much money do you need, really? You know, we, I've got more than I need yeah. for a lifetime, so it's just a matter of learning and how to optimize and, and distribute that in the best way yeah. if possible. And, and one of my missions is to is to catalyze the transformation of healthcare in the United States so that so many people don't have to die needlessly <laughs> and suffer needlessly. I mean, sixteen hundred people every day <sighs> die in the United States alone every day, and you know, Dave, the vast majority of those. Are absolutely needless. Over yeah. probably fifteen hundred of them could have could have been reversed if they knew the information in your book and my book. No question. The the thing that that and applied it, not just knew it, applied it. Yeah, and applied it. That's a good point. the The thing that 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 really just just bothers me is that before all those people died, for the twenty five years before they died, they were in a state of mitochondrial decline. And the less your mitochondria function, and the more of an asshole you're going to be, right? And mm-hmm. And I don't usually swear on Bulletproof Radio, but that, that's the word for it. And I say that because when my mitochondria didn't work, that was a really good description of me. Because you don't have enough energy to regulate your emotions. So then you yell at your kids and you cut the guy off in traffic and you do all these things. And, and you miss out on, on life that you could have lived because you were too tired or foggy or because your joints hurt or you just couldn't do it. That's the real cost of this. Death is just the end result. But it's the life not lived because your battery was at half charge all the time. Like that's an unacceptable state for humanity. And and what you're saying about about money there, yeah. Once your your needs are met and your family's safe and you have a place to live and good quality food, the rest of the money is it pays for a microphone to help more people or or to drive some sort of social change. What else are you going to do with it? So I I, right. I was I mean yeah I mean people can think of a lot of crazy things to do with it and they do as you know well know well, but how, uh, how many that's the most that's yeah. the most rational approach I think how many Bugattis do you have Dr Mercola <laughs> no. none right <laughs> I, I drive a pickup truck I don't know about you but <laughs> uh, that said I, I wouldn't mind driving a Bugatti I just don't want to buy one so yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they just put the release the latest one. I think it's two and a half million dollars. Uh, I forget the Chiron or something. Well, but anyway, at, at least your friends at the FTC can afford it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they did. They just to be clear, they did not collect the funds themselves. Oh, they, they didn't. Okay. Actually, we, they forced us to rebate 
the that to the consumers and we didn't get the bed back in exchange they got to keep the bed and they got to wow. get what they paid for it is what the, what resulted in it, it, but they they confused and just misdirected them they didn't explain the whole situation oh. and what the process was so do you, because if they if the, if our consumer if our people who purchased it knew that i don't think they would have they wouldn't would have, have asked for their money back up, right yeah I, I certainly didn't ask for my money back i like that thing <laughs> did you get the letter from the ftc yeah absolutely i, th- oh, you did? I threw okay. it away like <laughs> it's just someone with another man with integrity. I'm like, why would I do that? Like, that's not okay. Uh, and it, but then again, I, I I saw what was happening. Like, like you were you were causing some discomfort with the content you were you were you're sharing. Well, the problem was is that the Surgeon General was a dermatologist. He was for like for six months or so, but then he issued all these declarations and and catalyzed this movement in the FT, FTC to to. Uh, you know, really obliterate anyone with selling tanning beds. We happen to be one of the bigger providers. Yeah. Is there a, a brand of, of light that I, I get this question all the time and I'm, I'm hesitant. I mean, I, I know some brands on Amazon and all this stuff, but I haven't done like EMF research to, to really fully endorse a good brand uh, for people. I, I'm thinking about putting a reptile light that's full spectrum in my dining room. So my kids are exposed at breakfast, but like, is, is there a, a kind of light that you recommend? We've got to be careful, you know, because excessive UV yeah. can contribute to cataracts. So I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, you know, and I think you know the photobiomodulation units that that Wunsch kind of discusses mm-hmm. are probably the ideal, where they're balanced with the red, the near infrared, okay. and the UV. UV. But uh, you know, I really haven't carefully looked at it okay. since we've got out of that. But but you know, and here's another component, and you understand this, but I just want to reinforce it for your for your viewers Please. and listeners is that uh, the UVB, of course, makes vitamin D, and that is the best, uh, most ideal way to increase your vitamin D levels. And I have not swallowed a vitamin D pill for 10 years, and my typical vitamin D level is is well over 50, typically much closer to 70 nanograms per milliliter. Wow. Florida life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm committed to it. I moved down here to be healthy, and, you know, it's been very, very useful. So now you can swallow vitamin D, and if you don't have any other option, then it's probably your best so. bet. But the next best would be the UVB exposure if, you, if, you, if you're in a vitamin D winner. Uh, but ideally, you'd like to structure your life so that you can get your butt to the place where you're in a subtropical area and you don't need to do it. Uh, and, and hopefully not, not uh, high-density population because it has its own artifacts. And I live in a place where there's virtually no, no traffic and you know, have access to the beach. So it's pretty, pretty, pretty wonderful, actually. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's something I've considered. I, I really appreciate sunlight. And, and where I am is, is beautiful. I have sockeye salmon and grass-fed beef right. in my own garden and all. But the, the light isn't so good here. So I, I supplement light uh, as, yeah, as I you would. You can do it. Someone like you can figure yeah. it out. And, you know, we could discuss privately and sure. maybe kind of brainstorm some different things for your, for your audience, but, and for you personally. Sure. I, I, but, I just wanted to pick your brain on that, but let, let's, let's switch gears because all this light we're talking about is directly mitochondrial based. And in, in fat for fuel, you talk about mitochondrial therapy. And so my mind goes here because you're one of the few people out there who's really up to speed on light in mitochondria. And you said it's part of your book, but it's not the main focus. So tell me about no, the no. mitochondrial therapy that's in the book that, that physicians and, and just listeners would be interested in. It essentially echoes most of what you've been talking about. There's three important components. Okay. One is that uh, you've got to shift your met- metabolism to burn fat as your primary fuel. Mm-hmm. And that's something I didn't appreciate. My first book was a New York Times bestseller written 13 years ago. It was a no-grain diet. But I didn't understand this concept. I just knew you had to have low carbs. And you know, But low carbs, as we discussed earlier, continuously is not a good idea yeah. either. So we talk about essentially this transition period because I would say not your – 
group probably <laughs> the majority of your your viewers are probably burning fat for fuel but the well over 95% of the population, certainly 90%, by guess probably 95% of the population is not. They're burning carbs as their primary fuel, which leads to mitochondrial metabolic dysfunction. So getting them to lower their carbs for a period until they are able to do that, we t give you the specific monitors mm -hmm. on how to address that. And then replacing that with high quality fat and paying very careful attention to the protein. And you're one of the few people who get this. And then, you know, my recommendation is a gram per kilogram of lean body mass, which for someone like you and me is probably, you know, 60 grams a day. And if you're a half, half weight woman, that might be 30 grams a day, but not forever, just until you burn fat for fuel. And when you do, then two, three days a week when you're doing your strength, you maybe double that or certainly by 25, 50%, you know, especially with the branch chain amino acids with leucine, nisoleucine mm -hmm. and valine. And then you have some good healthy carbs like a sweet potato or something. So that will give you a real anabolic stimulus. And especially if you're treating cancer. As I mentioned, we, I interviewed a group. Maybe I didn't mention it when we were online, but I uh, interviewed last week or two weeks ago. The Turkey group. group. An oncology group from Turkey who are treating metastatic for uh, metastatic stage four cancer patients that were literally given a week or two to weeks to live, and they're getting like fifty percent resolution rate. And they were even they were even doing this. So there's some concern not protein to, restriction. To they were doing recycling. Which no, they were doing the, they were doing the cycling, okay. which was yeah. kind of shocked me. I almost fell off my my <laughs> my stand here <laughs> uh, because uh, you know I just couldn't believe that they were doing it, but they were getting incredible results. So the cycling is crucial, but only once you've been able to burn fat for fuel. How long? It could be a few weeks okay. to a few months. I mean, if you're really metabolically injured, like you were when you first started mm -hmm. this process, it might take the six months, the better part of a year. And it depends on how aggressive you want to get. If you're going to, in, and we talk about integrating fasting, and I think you perhaps have interviewed Jason Fung before, the nephrologist yes, from Toronto. absolutely. Yeah, so great guy. I love that man. So we integrate his work. In there. He was one of the guys that proofread the book too oh, cool. for us. So, uh, you know, if you integrate fasting, you could do it a lot more rapidly. I love fasting. You know, actually, I'm on a mini fast today. I try to do that once or twice a week, and, you know, especially after my feast days, um, which I love. I love feast days. Yeah, aren't they good? <laughs> <laughs> so we call it feast, famine, cycling. There's a number of different ways, but it's the same thing. It's cycling. And um, so th that's, the, that's the crux of it, and we go into specific details. And you may not know of this. There's a, you may probably do, though. You're pretty bright. There's this website called – it's a nutrient tracker. It's called chronometer.com. Yeah, chronometer. So, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I connected with the developer of the site, Aaron Davidson, and he actually modified the software for us. And so if you go to chronometer.com slash Mercola, it's specifically adapted to ketogenic diet. Oh, cool. So it's free. You know, there's no charge for it. So you can it's, – it's a marvelous piece of software because it's really, really difficult to implement this treatment program unless you're very precise and methodical and disciplined about – measuring and carefully entering it some type of nutrient trackers tr nutrient tracker so you can see exactly what your calorie distribution is uh, it's it's amazing when people get quantitative about it uh, what what can happen because you realize you're eating a lot more protein than you thought you were and you're also probably burning your protein if if you're on paleo like you you you, you singe it till it's nice and charred on the grill it has a different effect on your mitochondria uh, depending on how intact the fat and the protein is well, it, it's burning up your cells too. I mean, all that mitochondria is you're, you're activating mTOR, which just is like one of the worst things you want to do if you want to live long. I mean, chronically activated. I, I was just going to say well, muscle mass. Okay, right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want spikes chronically. of mTOR and then low mTOR the rest right. of the time. And, yeah, and I really don't know 
anyone else. There, are, I'm sure there's others, but I don't personally know anyone else who understands this and is teaching it like you are. Maybe I, I just they, I think Paul Check is probably the other guy. Do, okay, do you know Paul? I have not studied his. Yeah, I know him personally. Yeah, but I have not studied his work for. He's a while, the so only that's other good. one I'm I've, I've come across. You, you get it, and I get it, and uh, there's uh, I'm. I'm kicking myself right now, but but one it's not many people. Yeah, and th- there you go. So, one of the guys behind Celgene also, I think, gets this stuff. But but it, it, it's a ran- random kind of fact. Except when when you're looking at bodybuilders, like oh, more mTOR. But then these are the guys who are unfortunately dropping dead of heart attacks and cancer with alarming well, regularity. But but they were one of the first ones to understand cycling too. Yeah, they were. I mean, they got that. They, they were the first group of of individuals who got cycling. I don't know that they integrated the protein component to it, but they certainly got it from the carbs. They did, and in fact, I've learned more from the bodybuilders than, uh, at least early in, in my thing, than I did from the mm-hmm. anti-aging people, and, and I consider them to be like opposite sides of the same coin, where like they both want profound control of their biology. One group wants to get swole, the other group wants to live forever, but like I, I want to be in the middle there. I'm happy to live almost forever and be almost muscular, and like, that seems like a good plan. Yeah, and you know, one of the, one of the common interventions for uh, many anti-aging uh, groups is to use metformin. Yeah. Uh, and the justific- and it's pharmaceutical, of course. It's an oral hypoglycemic that helps control uh, diabetes, your blood sugar, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's a mitochondrial toxin. <laughs> yes. It's a mitochondrial poison. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I think I heard you talk about it. You're, what are your, your uh, f- uh, British physician who's uh, one of your consultants? Uh, right? Yeah. Uh, our, our medical director, Mark Atkinson. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so and I couldn't agree more with his. And we talk about this in the book too. Is berberine as an alternative? You know, so most people don't know that. I mean, they just are using this. It's just crazy to use a drug for almost anything unless you're going to be dead because you don't. It, uh, but certainly not to extend your life. It's. I mean, I I would use a drug to extend my life if the risk reward if, was was there. But the likelihood is not. You're it's correct. Not. The likelihood is yeah. low on that. And I, I took metformin for three years as a life-extending supplement when the research first came out. And I, I remember I, I met with a team from Biomarker Pharmaceuticals, the guys who did the original research on mouse gene expression with metformin. And I, I walked into the room with, with these people and I said, oh, I've been on it for three years. And they kind of looked at me like, you're the only person we know who's done that. And, and they said, do you mind if we ask how old you are? And, and I said, yes, I'm 62, right? And, and, and <laughs> you could have heard a pin drop in this that's, room. And I, that's how old I am. <laughs> and, I, and that was you know, 10 plus years ago, right? So, so, and then I said, guys, come on. And it was a good conversation. But uh, what I didn't know is in addition to the mitochondrial damage, uh, and I was suffering from mitochondrial damage, it also can permanently alter your ability to absorb B12 even after you stop taking it. So oh, I, wow. I'm scared of, of metformin and I, I don't use it. And here's, here's a question you may know because you're talking about getting metabolism back on track. I, uh, I went, you know, I, I do all the bulletproof stuff and you and I are, are in, in similar alignment on, on our recommendations. I had my glucose tolerance tested and I had high glucose tolerance and I had my insulin sensitivity tested and I had perfect insulin sensitivity, like one out of a scale of 160. So I handle insulin and glucose simultaneously better than the testing and, lab. And how, how, did you, how did you determine insulin sensitivity by fasting insulin levels? Uh, no. Or was it a challenge? It wasn't a challenge. It must have just been fasting levels, but it wasn't because fasting levels don't tell you that much. I'm, 
Mm-hmm. I have to pull up the data. Uh, this was from uh, Human Longevity Inc., uh, Peter Diamandis' company, HLI. Yeah, sure. So, I, I mean, yeah. it, it's a. You had that test done? He's got it's a $25,000 yeah, test. I had that done. You had it done? The full human oh genome, high resolution oh, DEXA. I, I, just, I just couldn't justify it. I said, no yeah. way. It, it helps <laughs> that I was one of the very first people to sign up for it. So, I got a discount. Yeah, so it was like 10000 $10, It, it was right? a more reasonable price. I, I'm not even sure what it was, but it was. It's, it's 25 now. Yeah, it was. It, it's a lot. But, man, one thing I learned, you'll love this because you talk about mitochondria and fat for fuel and i had a a whole the whole body bone density thing done Mm -hmm. and my bone density is very high because of what i eat vitamin k2 and d3 and sunlight exposure to activate the d the the things that we're talking about and that you talk about in your book Uh, but i carry my cell phone on my right femur in a hip pocket or in Mm -hmm. a in a a, it's like a, a thigh pocket i will not wear pants that put my phone by my junk because I don't want to fry that stuff. There's a lot of delicate stuff there that I plan to keep using until I'm 180. So the part of my femur where my phone sits has 10% less bone density, and that's my dominant leg. So like, ah, <laughs> like where do I put this thing? Because I kind of use well, it. Well, you can, you can put it in the same place as long as you put it in airplane mode. That's, I, I tend to put it in airplane <laughs> mode. That, that result showed me that I should put it in airplane mode more than I had yeah. been. So it's... Uh, uh, it, it's something that I, I've, I've been dreaming it's about. It's a necessary evil, yeah. but you know, but you want to limit your exposure to that. You all, additionally, I think you, there are some protectors you can put around the phone. Yeah. But then you won't get this. It's essentially the same thing. You won't get the cell phone signal in, so you're essentially put in airplane mode. Yeah, and so I, my new plan is that I'm going to be building uh, RF shielding into like I'm just going to have someone add some fabric to my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and see if my bone density comes back. I'll yeah, tell you in two years. You then you won't get the phone. Then you won't, the, won't get the phone calls. Oh no! It, it, it'll just be built against between the phone and my body, not between the. Oh, phone okay, and the world. okay, not on the outside. Yeah. Okay. I, I, by yeah, the way, like sense. I have no idea if this is going to work. I'm just, I, I'm like. Well, you know, <laughs> basically, there there is something that's called radiant barrier. It's yeah. very thick aluminum foil, and you could just cut a slice out yeah. and have someone sew it in your that, pocket and put doing. it on the outside of that. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see what happens and. Maybe there's an entrepreneur listening. Do you guys want to make me some pants? Like, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. So the, the, the an interesting thing that I learned in doing the research from this from one of my uh, editors, not editors, but the science collaborators, Dr. LaValley out of Texas and Nova Scotia, uh, looked up – because he was confused about how insulin works. So he looked up some papers that were published in the late 90s, and it turns out that we most people don't understand how insulin works. It does not work. By lowering your glucose levels, it does not. I mean, it works by lowering glucose, but it doesn't work by driving your glucose into the cell. Do you want to know how it works? Yeah, please explain. Yeah, I'm curious. This, this is this is the reason why feast famine cycling works, because insulin works by suppressing hepatic gluconeogenesis. In other words, the liver's ability to generate glucose. This is why, and I was wearing, like you were, a 24-hour glucose monitor, mm-hmm. 24/7 during the, when I wrote this book, so I can understand this, and. It was amazing. I'd be having 20 grams of carbohydrates and my blood sugar would start rising. It didn't make any sense until I realized, okay, the insulin level is too low. I measure my insulin levels like 0.1, mm-hmm. you know, essentially like no insulin. And there's no insulin to shut off that liver from making glucose. So the surprising thing is, even though your blood sugar is starting to rise, when you eat healthy carbohydrates like sweet potatoes, a whole big sweet potato, or lots of healthy fruit, your blood sugar will start to will drop, actually drop, and your ketones rise. It's just the most amazing thing. Now you can't do this all the time, but if your insulin level is really low, that's the type of reaction you get. And it confirmed the, the importance of this feast-famine cycling for us. The, there's a study that looked at uh, cardiac mitochondrial efficiency. I believe it was. It might have just been cardiac efficiency, or it was muscle output. But they looked at it in the presence of pure ketones 
the presence of basic glucose and insulin. And the, the pure glucose was 4% higher. It was like 28 versus 24%. So it worked a little bit better. But ketones were 24%. Of course, they're more stable. But the combination of the two was like 36%. So you got to have a little bit of insulin and a little bit of glucose at least some yeah. of the time. Some of the time, yeah. Versus the, what happened to me when I did no carbs. It was like one serving of broccoli a day for three months. It, it gave me... <laughs> It gave me egg allergies. Like I couldn't make mucus to line my gut. Like it was a horrible experiment, but at least I learned something. But man, I, I, I still have to hack that. Well, another part of that, Dave, and I just learned, becoming, have, developing a deeper appreciation of is the fact that uh, the lining of our, of our intestinal tract actually goes from our sinuses all the way to our rectum is only one cell thick. That's the only distance between you and the inside. And it's real easy to damage that barrier. Um, the uh, And you can do that with things like glyphosate. I mean, that's one of the most toxic. Yes. Obviously, gluten can do it too, but it's even worse with glyphosate. And even if you're eating completely organic, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of the statistics, but it's like 5 billion pounds of glyphosate are spread in the environment every year. And it gets it goes up into the wind and it's and it, you're, you're, it will spray down on your organic crops if they're outside unless they're in some type of uh, greenhouse. So it, virtually everyone's exposed to this and they're, yeah. they're decimating their intestinal epithelium. So we talk about that. I mean, obviously, if you're eating organic, you're, you're going to be have a lot less exposure and cause less of this damage. But there there are some things that uh, can be done uh, to address it, which we don't have time for here, but I'll talk to you offline and recommend okay. some guests for you who are, are really are, experts in this. Are these in uh, in Fat for Fuel? Do you talk about this? No, we don't because it was too new. Uh, yeah. I just learned about this late last year, and we're still in the process of validating it, but it seems to be one of, one of the more important mechanisms. And an interesting artifact of a, of a therapy that addresses this is that it also decimates circulating cancer stem cells, which is what kills you when you have cancer. It's not the cancer itself. It's the circulating cancer stem cells that transfer to other, other tissues in your body. Interesting. So wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice to uh, have a little therapy for that? So, you know, and, and I don't want to confuse anyone off uh, up front. The, the optimal diet, as you and I both understand it, implemented, most likely will not cure cancer. It'll probably prevent it in most yeah. people, but it won't cure it. So you need these stack therapies, and I talked about some of them in the book. So some of them would be like hyperbaric oxygen or exercise <laughs> yeah. with oxygen therapy, uh, glycolytic inhibitors, uh, insulin potentiation therapy. So there and a variety of other uh, intravenous mm. vitamin C, which you, I know you've interviewed Dr. Yeah. Reard recently. So uh, th these are types of the adjunctive therapies. When you add those together, which is what the oncology group in Turkey did, then you're getting going to get unbelievable results, even in stage four cancer. And if you've got stage one, two, or three, you know, the likelihood of a complete resolution is very, very high, especially, it, but, but the foundation is a diet. The absolute core yeah. is a diet. It's the diet. I, yeah. One of the, the most inspiring things in, in the early days of Bulletproof that, that happened to me is I, I got contacted by a, a Fortune 500 CEO and he's, it, it's confidential who he is, but he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And no, this was not Steve Jobs, but that's what killed Steve Jobs. And we sat down for breakfast at the Rosewood Hotel, which is right across from all the venture capital firms on Sand Hill Road, where you know all these big investments happen. And he told me what he did. And he said, he said, Dave, as soon as I found out I had this, I didn't tell my family. And they told me that the tumor was too big to operate, and they gave me six months to live. And he said, screw that. I quit eating all sugar. I went into full ketosis, like, like very heavy-duty ketosis. And... I went in, uh, and I, he ended up, he did do very low-dose chemo, 
because he was at the point where he needed to shrink it, and they wouldn't do insulin potentiated therapy. So he brought his own insulin with him and was injecting himself with insulin during the thing. And his doctor's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm a I'm a CEO. Shut up. Like you still, will do." Is with he still alive? Is he still alive? Yes, he is. Oh, he shrunk great. the that's tumor great. in three months so it was operable, had it taken out, never told his family the true extent that he was almost dead because he didn't want to freak out his little kids. And to this day, he's a happy, healthy, incredibly high vibration guy. And like, that's, that's like taking control like that and using ketosis, but he also treated it. And I, I'm not a huge fan of chemo, neither are you. No, no. Uh, and there actually, are times when it can be useful. This yeah. Turkish oncology group, just because mm-hmm. of the laws and everything, it's just very, very difficult to implement. You can do it in animal models, but you can't do it in people. So you've got to use these chemotherapy agents, but they use it at the lowest possible dose, yeah. which radically decreases the side effects. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're entering this, and they fast them before they get the treatment, yeah. I mean, they have virtually no side effects from the chemo, which is just remarkable. Wow. And this this is the future of cancer, and I, I love it. I I don't talk about cancer much in in Headstrong. I talk about essentially no, that's, every. That's why their books complement each other. They, they're they're so together, and, and yeah. because you're a physician, I think you have more credibility. I, I, what do I know about treating cancer? I know about <laughs> the system of the body and where it goes awry in cancer. But treating cancer, good God, like that's that's outside my yeah, pay but, grade. But the, the but diet, your biohacks are what treats it. I mean, it, well, it's well, not just what, cancer. Are, it treats yeah. heart disease and diabetes yeah. and Alzheimer's and neurodegenerative yeah. diseases. And, and Seizures. It's, it's lifestyle that does all of those. And and for me, the the, the thing and that shines through in your book as well, it's, it's always mitochondria. And it's just, okay, if your mitochondria are a problem in your heart, you're going to have heart problems. If they're a problem in your brain, you're going to have brain problems. If they're a problem in your circulatory system, you can have problems with endothelium. Like in your nervous system, you're going to have peripheral, peripheral neuropathy or Parkinson's or ALS or demyelination. And like wow, but it's always the battery. It, it's it, it, everything streams down from that, and and so the the recommendations in uh, in fat for fuel and and they're complementary. But I I would just encourage uh, people listening if if you've gone through the three hundred and however fifty sixty episodes of Bulletproof or even some subset of them, I recommend a good number of books for you. Uh, but there aren't that many books where you can learn about this kind of stuff. And there aren't that many written by people with, uh, I would just say, a pretty darn stellar track record of, of breaking new health news reliably for, it, it's, you're, you're 20 years now. You opened in 97, right? Yeah, this is our 20th I, anniversary, right. Yeah. We, we, we opened our site before Google. <laughs> oh, you did. I, I was working, you, you probably hosted with us. I, I was... That when Google had one server, they put their server in my company's buildings. I didn't own the company. I was I was like a mid-level engineer, and I became like a little miniature executive there. But um, I remember back in the day going to your website, going, "Wow, this guy really knows it," and uh, and just just watching the twenty years progression. But that's why your book is worth reading because not only have you been doing this for twenty years of cracking new news here, but you've also been talking to people for that whole time. So it's yeah, not just your and, knowledge. And I get a lot, a lot of criticism for selling things on the site, but you know, <laughs> as you know, uh, it takes something for the. And as you also know from the reading at the beginning in '97, we didn't sell anything for four the first four years. It was yeah. I was just paying for it out of my pocket as yeah. as a phys- practicing physician. But then we realized that doesn't scale very well, so we yeah. had to support it. And then the first thing we sold was a cookbook, which we made about whole five or six dollars on so you know we, i did not go into this to to, to no. as an entrepreneur to sell you know to, to earn large amounts of money it it's it's exactly the same thing and, and by the way if you want to criticize someone for for selling things here's the deal someone's writing you a paycheck right 
either that or mommy and daddy gave you a lot of money. Either that or you're homeless, right? Like that's the way the world works. So you're subsisting off something that was sold as well. So you need to like do some self-reflection on this. And my, my deal was I was a VP at a publicly traded company. I was head of global evangelism with stock options and a quarter million dollar year salary. Like I started a blog because no one told me this stuff when I was 16 years old and I could have avoided arthritis in my knees, three knee surgeries, obesity, brain fog, and being a total jerk because my brain wasn't working. All that stuff, like no one told me. So I'm like, if I tell five people and they only read my blog, I win karma points. Like that, that was why I started Bulletproof. And then I'm like, it's expensive to run this and it's taking all my time. <laughs> maybe I want coffee. Maybe I'll make this special coffee and maybe someone will buy it. I don't know. And lo and behold, now I can afford a microphone and I can drive disruption of big food. Like we're, we're going to make corn one of those things. Like, what do we do with all that poisonous corn? No one wants it anymore. Like that's how big it is. But yeah, yeah. that takes more than six bucks. No, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We do live in the 21st century, which is, yeah. you know, we, you, you get it more be- better than most people because of your tech background. But, you know, you understand the power and the influence of the Internet. So especially yeah. if we I mean, we are true Davids, you and I and all the others. So that's why we need to align together and collaborate, because they're they're enormous, powerful, mind blowing, deceptive influences that are seeking to. Uh, dis- deceive the general public about the b- basic truths and facts through especially a lot of astroturfing and, dis- and uh, front groups and everything that they're using. So that's why our voices are so important to give people the truth and, and that the life-saving truth, I mean, that literally can turn their entire life around. I mean, your book is every bit as important as mine with respect to providing the details they need to understand the truth and uh, apply it to their lifestyles to get these, these reap these health benefits and take control of their health. But it, it's funny because hackers are ultimately about taking control of a system that they don't mm-hmm. necessarily have full knowledge of. And one of the reasons that I decided to, to call this biohacking uh, that, that I do, and that I didn't trademark the term, which I, I could have or copyrighted or so that'd be a trademark. Uh, yeah, I yeah. wanted a name for the community. And if you look at what, what real computer hackers, my, my old cyberpunk friends uh, do, Edward Snowden, uh, and and all these, we just released the huge treasure trove of, of hacking tools that the CIA has been using. So the thing hackers do is they they find the tools that others will use against you, and they use it against them. And <laughs> like that's why I call it hacking because if we yeah. know about this and we're in charge, no one else can feed us stuff that makes us dumb in our diet. That would be called fluoride in our water, by the way. But <laughs> yes. but like you can't do that to us because we know about it and we have the control. In fact, we might do it to you because you don't know what we're going to put in your water if you're trying to put crap in ours, right? It's a, it's a balance of power thing. And I, I don't really go into the, the politics side of it thing there, but part of being a hacker is that it means you're aware of what tools can be used against you so that you can then have countermeasures. And that's why, you know, when I fly, I wear my, my special true dark glasses. And that's why you live in a place where you don't have excessive EMF. And like, like we're, we're choosing our environment because we're aware. And if we're unaware, someone else will choose our environment for us. And eventually they'll choose one that makes us weak because that makes them more money. It's not even they do it on purpose. It's an emergent behavior that happens when you're focused on just making a buck. So uh, maybe I'll get off my soapbox there, but that's, that's why reading these books is so important because then you know. Information is powerful, especially if you apply it. No question. Now, uh, let's see. We have a, a couple more minutes in our interview. Sure. And there's so many different things I, I want to ask you about. In Fat for Fuel, what are the other things besides eating fat that, are, that stand out most for mitochondrial therapy? 
Well, there, there's two. There's two other things. As I said earlier, okay. the two most important ones are the foods that you're choosing, okay. uh, and then the, the light exposure. And I don't think I need to belabor that because yeah. your audience really understands that. But then, third, and I think you talk about it somewhat, but the, really has been one of my focuses, and really one of the primary motivations for me to go into medical school was uh, to apply exercise therapy to uh, improve health. And uh, unfortunately, I made the mistake of of uh, using chronic cardio for almost four <laughs> decades before I realized that, you know, strength training and a whole variety of other components were really healthy. So movement, I think, is the more accurate component and it's something movement. you want to integrate throughout your entire day. It's just moving as much as possible and not saying, because st I'm standing right now, but standing is almost as bad as sitting if you're not moving. So you want to break it up. So th th those would be some of the more powerful things. Uh, and, you know, giving the tools that people need to actually implement this thing, because it's difficult. You can have the knowledge and understanding, but if you don't know how to integrate it and, and yeah. apply it, it's going to be challenged. So like like I noticed in some of your recommendations, you just provide general ones, which is fine. But now we get into details, like which glucose meter do you need? We tell you the one that's yeah. $7, you know, and it's only 23 cents a strip. So you don't have to spend an arm and lead. And how to use the ketonics instead of the glucose and instead of the ketone strips, which are $4. So, you know, we try, I try yeah. to make things as, as least costly as possible for people in order to implement them. It, it, that, that stands out in your book. And I, I'm always... I'm always torn about that because I'm writing books that I, I'm hoping uh, will sell hundreds of thousands of copies. Like the Bulletproof Diet's hit about half a million. It's in 10 languages. Uh, I'm number it's one hit half a million. Head, Headstrong should hit a million. I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping. And that's global sales, not American sales. Yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, but it, it still counts. Yeah, it, it still counts. It, it means that someone read it and, it and it helped them. Like I, when I went to Japan where I didn't do any marketing – and I signed books. People were coming up and lifting their shirts to show me their six packs from the Bulletproof <laughs> Diet. And I'm like, in Japan, people are so conservative. Like, like they're, but, but I felt really good about that. And, and so uh, I, want, I want Headstrong and I want Fat for Fuel to be read by everyone. The, the concern I had is that if I put something in there about a specific ketone, like I use the AccuCheck thing, but they'll change the model as soon as I publish the book. And then the book becomes less uh, less useful and th that well, was you, my that was why i didn't do it i just put it on the website well that's why i never wrote a book for until 2004 because of the fear that it would become outdated real rapidly but if you if throughout the book at least my strategy is to encourage people to go to the site and yeah. sign up for the newsletter so they get the latest information and we can always update them so that's, I, that's the strategy that we use i imagine a good number of listeners are, are on your newsletter because you, you send out reliable news every day so it, it's, we, that's our goal yeah. i mean yeah to do that well let's see there, there's a question and i i asked you this last time but i bet your answer is different this time yes it and, is and the question is if someone came to you tomorrow uh, dr mercola and, and they said look i want to perform better at every single thing that i do what are the three most important things that i need to know what would you tell them now well it's certainly modified from the last time you asked me this yeah. question and uh the two most important, I've addressed earlier, which is the food that you're eating, paying really careful mm -hmm. and close attention to the quality of the food to get the macronutrient composition correct, but also to make sure you're avoiding any GMO products and, and any glyphosate, which is going to decimate your tight junctions in your intestinal epithelium and cause a whole sort of metabolic havoc. So that would be the first one. And then to pay really careful attention to your light exposures, to, to minimize <laughs> the artificial light exposure, to get plenty of healthy light, optimize your vitamin D, all those things that we both know and love so well. And then for third, I, I, I re it's really hard to describe yeah. one. And I think 
I, I would probably make three choices for the third one, which would be the movement and exercise, which we talked about. It's absolutely crucial. And, and you probably know that a- exercise increases PGC1-alpha, which is the key critical metabolic signal to improve mitochondrial biogenesis. So that is just crucial if you're interested in increasing your mitochondria. And then, Seems important. You know, and and then following close behind is something there clear, clear to your heart, which is toxin exposure. You want to minimize your toxins. But you're living, if you're living in a moldy house, you know <laughs> you're doing the the prop, the the diet and the exercise and, and sleeping well. You're not going to get better. You got to get rid of toxins. So molds are important ones, but there's others, of course, and there's not enough time to go into that. And then um, water. I think water is key. Yeah. And most people are sort of clueless because they've been manipulated by the deceptive media, the thinking that fluoride is healthy. And as we both know, it's a dielectric blocker and probably one of the most pernicious toxins among many others that are in water, such as chloride and disinfection byproducts and arsenic and a whole variety of other pharmaceuticals. So you want to have clean, healthy water. And there's a lot of ways to optimize that. And we talk, talk a, lot of, a lot about those in the book. So those are the five that I would recommend. But the two most important are food and, and photobiology. Uh, and I, I love it that you put light there and, and few guests have, have said that. And I, I believe that, that they're, they're equally important. Like light's a drug. That's interesting. I, yeah. I haven't figured out the, the, the relative importance it, of each, but it's way up there. I know it, they're really close and I don't know it, enough. It might, really. it might be 60, 40. This is <laughs> equal with a few standard deviations yeah, on either really side. It's really close. <laughs> it's really close to each other. No question. It, here's the thing. If you go to McDonald's every day and, you, and you're in the sun all the time, you're still not going to like your life. I'm sorry. If, if you supersize me with a tan, no. Uh, like, sorry, the food, food trumps light in that case, right? But that's a pretty extreme case. Like, you've got no healthy fat because it's all damaged fat, right? So if you move the food into not that crappy and the light into really good, you might be able to subsist. But I tell you, if you, if you nail them both, you have this whole capacity that is- energy. It, it's it's not it, it's not visible to you. It's, you. You don't won't know it's there until you feel it. You're like, oh, that's how I want to feel, right? And and you you get people there with the advice in Fat for Fuel, and it it's uh, it it's it's just worth reading. So yeah, well, thank uh, the, you for your kind words. I appreciate oh, you're, it. You're you're welcome. And before before we go, uh, I normally end on that question, but we're talking about glyphosate and. Uh, there's there's issues with GMOs in and of themselves uh, that has to do with plasmid level genetic mm-hmm. drift and things like that uh, that I'm I'm concerned about and I'm more concerned about glyphosate and and we've we've talked about the disruption of the 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 lighting of the gut the tight gap junctions and there's uh there's some humic acid liquids you can drink that that are, have evidence that show that they'll um, that they'll help you with that mm-hmm. but. One of the things that concerns me is that there's evidence that glyphosate replaces glycine in collagen. And that's where the that's where the gly and glyphosate comes from. Exactly. Glycine. Yeah. So, so it's just a metabolic inhibitor. It's just one it's one of the worst things you can do to your body is exposure stuff. And we're doing it to, to billions of pounds a year. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and what that means is as you're forming connective tissue, your fascia, your fascia, which communicates information around your body, allows you to have flexibility, allows you to recover from injuries. If you're eating even bone broth that's made with non-organic bones, guess what you're getting a lot of. You're getting a lot of this. And your connective tissues will be electrically insufficient, not to mention functionally insufficient. And you should expect to feel like crap when that happens. Like that, That's something I wanted to call out for listeners. And 
um, it's not just that it ruins your digestion. That's just where it starts. And, and, mm-hmm. oh, so we, we've got to stop that. And, and I, I can tell you, if your neighbors are spraying Roundup on their lawn, it's an act of war <laughs> against you because it's not just on their lawn. And you know, it, they would be really annoyed if you started doing spraying pig manure. No. Uh, into their lawn. Well, typically they don't spray that. it on the lawn because uh, you know it's it's for targeting for weeds is what they do. Like maybe in their driveway and stuff, but it's still a problem. But they're most likely if they're a normal consumer, they're going to be getting more from the food they eat than with the lawn with their neighbors spraying their driveway. That's a fair point. I guess my old neighbors uh, didn't like mowing their lawn. They just sprayed the whole yard with it. Well, then for three months. <laughs> that's drove me that's nuts. Unu- that's unusual. That's I'm unusual. like, guys, I have kids. Like you can't do that. And they're like we have kids too, and, and they're having bone marrow problems. Like, All right, whatever. Uh, but you, you you can only do so much. So, Dr. Mercola, um, it's it's been a pleasure to have you on for the second time. I'm really looking forward to having you at the Bulletproof Conference. Uh, for for listeners, if uh, if you like what Dr. Mercola had to say, uh, you should come uh, this this fall. It's, it's September October. Bulletproofconference.com and uh, and register and come hear Dr. Mercola's keynote. It'll be stuff you haven't heard before, and that's hard to do because we I put everything I know out there. Yeah. And it'll it'll be a lot I'm, of fun. So. I'm currently, based on the discussion with your MC, uh, thinking about doing all my biohacks, especially ones that you haven't mentioned in your book already. So. Oh, very fun. I, people yeah. just love to hear that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, Dr. Mercola. And uh, people can find out more at mercola.com. You've got a newsletter, and the name of your book is Fat for Fuel. And if you like the Bulletproof stuff, you're going to like... Uh, Dr. McCullough's book. So it, it's definitely worth your time to read it. And while you're at it, I would not be offended if you went out to orderheadstrong.com and pre-ordered the book because it helps. And by the way, is yours, your publication date, it's already out, right? No, no, it's May 16th. So May, okay, cool. May 16th. And we have a website, fatforfuel.org, where okay. they can get a few special bonuses. Uh, they, they, can't, they can't buy it on the site, so we don't sell it directly, but they can purchase it and show proof of purchase and then we give them some videos and other things oh, that, same, that's same sort of thing that on yeah. order has strong and so fatforfuel.org so you can mm-hmm. you can head on over there and it's the same thing dr mccall and i both have the same desires if you order our books before they go out it makes mm-hmm. everything easier for the whole like getting books to the right bookstores and all that so like it, if this is something you're going to do don't postpone it because uh, then essentially it, it's like not tipping the waiter <laughs> so yeah. when you pre-order you're giving us a tip yeah, we've and, been and done, we done pretty well. It's been the book's been in the top ten of all books on Amazon for the last few days, so which is pretty well, cool. Well, and it's done. Two, and it's two months out. <laughs> Very well done. I, I think yeah. we've hit we've hit top fifty with uh, Headstrong, but not uh, not top ten. So good work. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully, it'll be number one. But uh, I think these are both going to be some of the most important books this year, and because they're addressing foundational core issues that we need to help restore health and to help take control of it. It, it'll it'll happen. So you heard it, everyone. Uh, read Dr. McCullough's book and, uh, and and read it now instead of later, or at least order it now instead of later. All right, we'll talk soon. Okay. Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. 
Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.